107. Uh, welcome back to the Windows and Mirrors podcast. My name is Keith. I'm John. And this is a podcast where we're trying to show you that the Bible is more like a window than it is a mirror. We come to it to see through it and see God, not to it to primarily see ourselves. All right, so last time we left off and them boys was was ready. They was like, yo, keep it on. Stay ready. We're going to do God's work, but we're going to stay ready and we're going to pray and take right. precaution. Now... Nehemiah 5, the text shifts. So in Nehemiah 4, we had opposition, external opposition. From the outside. But sometimes, sometimes. It be your own people. It be your own people. <laughs> it's internal opposition. The same things we see today when right. it's the people of God having issues with one another, right. we see here. Now here, this text is amazing, John, because it says in, in verse 1, there was a widespread outcry. Stop right there. Yeah. The word he uses here for outcry is the same word in Exodus 3 yeah. when the people were being oppressed right. by Egypt. Right. So in other words, you have the people of God oppressing the people of God right. instead of a foreign nation yeah. oppressing the people of God. Yeah. Mm. And so, yeah, you have like legit, man, you know, and you have a few different things here. Like the, the wall was um, a tedious task, right? And so it kept some of them from harvesting grain. Right. Right. So folks was hungry. Right. right. So in right. verse two, we have those who essentially saying like, man, we got family. Like we got yeah. a family. Like, <laughs> right. And this wall stuff is keeping us from doing our, you know, physical manual labor to get more grain. Right. So we couldn't produce enough grain. So guess what they got to do? Poor people got to spend money they ain't really got. To you buy see what I'm grain. saying? Yep. And so to the people grain. that have grain yeah. and have money are like, yo. This is a chance for us to make a little more money, right? Yep. And so what you get is um, people that have money or have means or have wealth, instead of using their means for generosity, right, greed pops up and they find yep. a way to exploit the needs of the poor in order to line their pockets even further and god's like nah yeah. that ain't how we do things absolutely bro and it's like some folks that had to borrow right money yeah. to pay the taxes and things like right. that and then others had to sell their people into slavery to pay off right. debts and that's a whole another yeah. thing but it was like you're charging the people of god were charging the people of god high interest rates yeah on money they borrowed. That <laughs> APR is too high, dog. Like, right. they, had, they, yeah. they borrowed the money in the right. first place. Like, yeah. Why would you charge them interest? Right. And again, this is out of step with God's word. Right. You see what happened. You see what happens to the people of God when they neglect the word of God. Absolutely. Exodus 22, 25. Deuteronomy 23, 19. Deuteronomy 15, 1 through 18. All of these texts talk about, no, no, no. When your brother's in need, don't charge them interest. Right. Right? Yeah. That is, they're vulnerable. Right. Right. And so, yeah, we have here, man, I love it because Nehemiah is, is livid. He's yep. hot. Right. And he's a godly man. He yep. prays. He loves the people of God. He loves the work of God. Yep. But he hates injustice as well. Absolutely. And what he's going to do, and right, and, 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 especially in a world of or, right? So mm. the world that we live in, when we talk about social injustice, uh, I feel like people too often fall into the or instead of the and, right? They'll say, Yo, it's a heart issue. Let's just preach the gospel and things will change. Or you have folks that will say, no, practically, we have to give practical solutions to all this stuff. Nehemiah does both, right? So what he's saying is, no, no, no. Like in uh, chapter five, verse nine, 
he's he's gonna say it like this yo then i said what y'all are doing ain't right shouldn't you walk in the fear of our god and not Mm -hmm. invite the reproach of our foreign enemies so he rebukes them and says yo y'all are practically doing what you're doing because you don't fear god god Mm -hmm. is not god and his will is not the absolute center of absolutely everything that you do, the way you think about your money, resources, and all of that. So he's going to diagnose it. The problem is the fear of God. Oh, but he's going to get real practical just in terms of what needs to be done. Uh, Mm -hmm. And it's got to be more than you just saying sorry, yo. Like, Mm -hmm. you've got to make it right. Yep. Yeah, I, 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 that verse, like you said, bro, is so so packed. And this section is so packed, and we can move on now. But I just want to say too, man, like again, like you said, he says, yo, in verse nine, the our enemies will see the way the people of God work. Right. And we will hurt our witness. That's what I'm saying. Your and Twitter this, timeline ain't private. Like people fam, see they, they how they will we, look at us and, and like, and see, right. Told you, church folk. Told you, <laughs> right. told you the people that claim to be with Jesus. Like, right. that's, it's missiological at the end of the day. Like, right. we're witnesses for Jesus. Yep. And that's what Nehemiah knows. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And I love in verse 15 of chapter five, he basically goes back and he's like, yo, listen, so many governors in the past exploited their people that I knew when I got into that role. There would be things that I could take in terms of, salaries and compensation and all this stuff that he's like, man, just based on how, you know, egregious the abuses have been in the past. He's like, yo, because of my fear of the Lord, because of the witness that I want to have, he's like, yo, I stepped aside and I did take it. And I just think like, yo, like, I just love how he's talking about the practical things that he does, but he marries it to the uh, philosophical or theological fear of God. This is the philosophy. This is the guiding compass that drives my life. And then in 519, do you know what he does? He ends with a prayer. Say, yo, God, um, yeah, I'm leaving some real <laughs> cash on the table. Uh, remember me for the things that I've done, right? And so he's yeah. just asking God to, to, uh, to protect him. Yeah, still a man of prayer. Yep. And then, yep, so six comes in, and we're back to regular regular scheduled programming <laughs> right. where we have the enemies of God coming and trying to thwart the work of God. And it's like, yo, all right, they come to him, and they're like, yo, man, let's meet in the villages of the Ono Valley. And, and Nehemiah Sharp, he's like, they were planning to harm me. They were trying to get me. Yep. But I love what he says in verse three. He says, I am doing important work yeah. and cannot come down. I can't come <laughs> down should off I, the wall. Why should the work cease while I leave it and go down to you? And he's just like, man, I'm committed to the goal and work of God. I don't even have time to like address all of the detractors all of the time, right? Martin like, Luther King. That distracts from God's work. Martin Luther King was like, yo, if I spend all my time trying to respond mm, to the critics, yo, I can't do the work. So, yo, man. Oh, so good. Yeah, it's like, yo, I live in an inner city community, right? Yeah. That if I spend all my time trying to create an apologetic for critical race theory, like, yo, I, 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 yeah, I can't do all the work. So, it's yo. In front of you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so he's saying, y'all, listen, if it seems like I'm ignoring you, 
it's because I am. <laughs> I am. And right? I'm succeeding, right? So it's yeah. like, yo, I've got work to do. I can't yeah. get caught up in it, y'all stuff that, that even if I, if I succeed in convincing you mm-hmm. I fail and that there are people that are literally vulnerable and dying in every minute that I spend trying to convince somebody that I know won't listen is time that I have forsaken protecting people that actually need my help. Yeah, he was like, man, they came like four times. And yeah. then he said the fifth time, they just wrote a, a public letter to right. try to just get me out of there. Um, and they write this public letter and they just spread rumors like he's trying to become the king and they're trying to rebel. And they just make up literally like false, you know, uh, give false statements about uh, Nehemiah. And he's like, man, this is just all intended to to make me uh, intimidated. Right. And then what was crazy, this is what blew my mind. I'm like, people are just so deceitful. Yeah. Um, in 10, Shemaiah, it's this yeah. guy named Shemaiah. Yeah. He, literally, his name is Shema, like Deuteronomy yeah. 6, and then Yah, right? Yeah. Like, so it's like uh, Yahweh has heard is his name. Yeah. And basically, they send him to act like he's speaking, quote unquote, a prophecy to Nehemiah uh-huh. and say, yo, let's just do it in the temple. We shut yeah. the doors. And it's like he's from the Jewish people. Fam. And it's like they hire somebody from the Jewish people to try and get Nehemiah. And it reminded me of this Malcolm X quote, bro. He said, they will hire, he was talking about African Americans, but yep. he was like, they will hire one of us to kill one of us just to say it was one of us. Uh, <laughs> right? Right, right? So you just have the same thing here where they're trying to like cover their tracks yep. um, by hiring a Jewish man to take out Nehemiah. And this is just sinful and duplicitous. Uh, beyond the scope of yeah, what we're accustomed to, but this is the level that God's enemies, namely in our time, Satan, right, like, uses people to 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 thwart uh, God's kingdom work, right. And Nehemiah six fourteen, right. So at the end of five, he's like, "Yo, God, remember me for all the things that I've done. Look out for your boy." Six fourteen, he says, "Yo, God, remember my enemies for all the stuff that they've done." And I want you to, you got to take care of it, God, because I can't, right? I'm mm-hmm. busy trying to do the work that you've called for me to do. Yep. Yeah. And, yeah, yo, and seven. I think that's a good model for us, right? I think mm-hmm. we do live in a day and age when all of the critique that we get is public and it's out there and we can spend time trying to vindicate and clear our own name or what we can do is say, yo, God. I'm confident that I'm doing the work that you've called me to do. Let's entrust the vindication of our name and our likeness, right, to mm-hmm. God, the divine editor, and not try to take matters into our own hand. Yep. And so, yeah, seven, it, it shifts. Yo, Nehemiah's not working. I mean, he's not worried. Um, they continue with the wall, and they complete the wall at the end of six. Uh, but seven, it just tells of, uh, you know, all a, a genealogy of the Jews that repopulated, you know, uh, Jerusalem after the rebuilding of the wall. And then at the end, though, I love what it says at the very end of um, chapter seven, right? It says, when the seventh month came and the Israelites had settled in their towns. Right. So remember, we know sevens is huge for the Jewish people, for Israel. And in this seventh month, um, you had everything so you had the feast of trumpets that would start the month off right, right. and that eventually became the jewish new year yeah. but then you would have the day of atonement right which was big which yeah. was um the 10th day and then on the 5th 
fifteenth uh, day, you would have the feast of booths, yeah. which would last seventh days. And we've talking about we've talked about all these feasts before. Um, but then I love after that, yo, you have my boy coming back. Ezra come uh, back through. Yeah, he comes back in the narrative. Ezra. Yeah. And he's again this Torah scholar, this scribe. Yeah. And he basically reads the law, yeah. right? And this is in step with Deuteronomy 31, where it's like, yo, in the seventh month, you need to read the law before everybody. So right. in other words, at Cornerstone, we have Fifth Sundays, right. where you have everybody, including the children in church. Right. Where here, it was something similar. Like, he read it before the men, the women, and the children. The text will make that clear. And honestly, uh, in history, they would say that, you know, at this point, when the Israelites came back into the land... The temple had been the primary means, right. like the primary uh, thing that the community gathered around. Right. Now it's the Torah. It's God's word. So yes, it has God's word. So now later, even when you know Jesus comes on the scene, you have all of these different Jewish sects, yeah. but they all have a commitment to the Torah. Right. It was just about how we apply it and how we use it. Right. So God's people are people of the book. Yeah, yeah, and I love it because it's like he comes and he reads the law. And this is why, look, the Bible is not a mirror. If he just read the instructions that God had for us and he's like, yo, this is what you do. Do one, do, do one, two, three, four, five. That does not lead people to joy and praise, mm. right? Yeah. That's, that's a burden. But there's something about what he read that led folks to praise. And we know throughout the scripture, praise is the reflex of the soul that yeah. gets this special and comforting revelation from God of who God is. So as he's reading this book, people end up and they say, yo, this is the God that's with us. And they praise and they rejoice. Reading God's word is no chore. It is the very lifeblood of his yeah. people. Yeah. And the very last thing, man, I would just like to say about that is, you know, it was, they made sure people understood it. Right. Um, mm. And it's just like, man, when the word of God is is given and people rightly understand it. It's something about it that ignites our joy. Amen. Yeah, yeah. let's pray. Father, we pray that uh, today as we've labored to help your people understand this little section of your word that it would lead us to um, a fear of you, that we would make you the absolute center of absolutely everything that we do. Father, I pray as we come to your word uh, that we would leave full of joy. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.